There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. 1 Corinthians 14.10 A significant voice of the end time clothed with an anointed mantle of holy fire experienced the ministry of Bishop Frank Tewia Emisa, a son after the likeness of his father Bishop Dagiwet Mills. Bishop Frank is the resident bishop of the Everlasting Father Cathedral under the Jesus is the Answer Church, one of the denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Go deeper, experience more, get ready for a spiritual encounter like never before. Many of us will miss the prayer time. I want you to just lift up your voice and speak. Today is the last Sunday of the month. So just lift up your hands, lift up your voice, and just begin to pray and thank God. Say something to God this morning. Tell him how wonderful he is. He's been good to us, bringing us to the end of another month. This is the last Sunday of the month. The last Sunday of the month. He has seen us through four successful Sundays in this month of August. Why don't you lift up your hands and lift up your voice and speak to him right now. In the name of Jesus, speak to him, speak to him, speak to him right now. Uni onyame kasa, sewaye atum, nodi eka. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your family, thank you for your children, thank you for your household, thank you for your spouse, thank you for the things he has done, thank you for the things he's about to do, thank you for the things he has not even yet to do, but he's going to do. Lift up your voice and give him glory in the name of Jesus. Mando Shianarabosa. Yes, Lord, we bless your name. We will bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Rabo Sekataya Badabadaba. Adum Sukumina wrote a radin. Udi Ekuya so Emma and Naya that's what he has said. Adun Sukumi and I will ever de Udiya Kay. Emma and Naya that's what you can. We give you all the glory and the honor. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We lift you on high. There is none like unto thee. Have your way, O God. Have your way, O God. Oh, yes, Lord. This morning, Lord, speak to us and bless us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, O God. He said, we will celebrate our God. Oh, come. But we thank God that you have made it. I said, thank God that you have made it. Thank God you have made it. Amen. We are so grateful to the Lord. We thank him for... Today is a special Sunday because it is our global healing Jesus service. Amen. And um, it is supposed to be with the evangelist himself. So today we are supposed to watch a video. But we have been trying to get the video since uh, throughout um, three, four days now. But um, still Bishop that will preach to us this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. So what is Healing Jesus um, service? I'm going to explain. We'll watch a little video and then we'll explain what the whole service is about. But before then, we want to take our scripture for the week. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 15. This is our scripture for this week. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 15. So, I want you to open your Bible with me. Many Christians these days, we don't come to church with our Bible. But I believe that today, you came with yours. Amen. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 15. If you want to understand it very well, it starts from verse number 13. Okay. The Bible says in verse 13, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Salvation is very simple. It all, all you need to get salvation is to call upon the name of the Lord. To call upon the name of the Lord. That's why we call people who are not saved to come here and call upon the name of the Lord and receive Jesus Christ 
into their life. Amen. So salvation is very simple for whosoever. It doesn't matter who you are. In fact, the verse number 12 says that whether you are a Greek or you are a Jew or whatever, it doesn't matter. No, that's what the verse 12 says. It doesn't matter whether you are a Greek. There's no difference between a Greek and a Hebrew or something. Because anybody who calls upon say, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. No matter who you are, it doesn't matter your tribe. Once you call upon the name of the Lord, he's rich towards you. He's rich towards you. Not don't know eba obiaso. And found any particular And the verse 13 says that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Our job as Christians is to help many people to call upon the name of the Lord. People are calling upon other gods, and nothing is happening to them. You know, when you go another god he may seem to have helped you but those gods they never help you without you paying for it i said they never help you without you paying for it so we need to make people call upon the name of the lord no matter what you are going through just call upon the name of the lord whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved and the best 14 says how shall they call upon him whom they have not believed how? If they have not believed somebody, you can't call upon him. Then he goes on to say, How shall they believe except they hear? You need to hear something in order to believe. And then he said, How shall they hear without a preacher? Preachers are very important. Faith comes by hearing. People believe only when they hear. And people can only hear or, or only hear when there is a preacher. Then the verse 15, which is our scripture for today, says, How shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written. So let's all read the verse 15 together, which is our scripture for today. Shall we all go together? Ready? Go. Romans chapter 10, verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach gospel and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. Let's read it again. Romans chapter 10, verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Amen. How shall they preach except they be sent? Except, and that is what the global healing Jesus service that we are having today is all about. It doesn't matter our number, but we are here. Amen. The whole thing is how shall the healing the evangelists go and preach. The problem why many people are not being saved is that they have not heard or they have not believed. And the reason why they have not believed is because they have not heard. And the reason why they have not heard is because there is no preacher. But thank God that we have a preacher. But the reason why the preacher is not going is because he has not been sent. So Global Healing Jesus Service is a service where we are trying to raise money because to send somebody, I can't send Pastor Gordon. I say, Pastor Gordon, I want you to go to Accra, go and do this, go and do this, and come back. And then I say, Okay, may you be blessed and go. How is he going? How is he going? He can't go and stand at the bus stop, go to VIP or STC and say that Bishop Frank says I should go to Accra, so please give me a seat and I'm going to Accra. And then the STC people will say, Oh, how many seats do you want? Do you want a seat to lie or a seat to sit? Any of them. And they will give you two seats and say, be blessed and go. No. How shall they preach except they be sent? The healing Jesus team must be sent before they can go and preach. Hallelujah. So this whole service is about Ability. We are trying to gather our ability to send the evangelist and his team. 
That is what the service is about. They are going to three countries this um, September. Three countries this September. They are moving to Madagascar. Then they will move to Central African Republic and then Rwanda. Three solid countries they are going. And you don't go to Rwanda by walking through Bulukasi and then to Sonaili and then you get to Rwanda. No. He has to be sent. I say he has to be sent. And the power to send anybody is the power of money. Hallelujah. So this morning, my agenda here is to try and encourage everybody here. Last week, we gave everybody envelope. Encourage everybody here to help send the evangelist and his team. They, from here to Rwanda, you don't take a bus. <laughs> from here to Madagascar, you have to even cross the ocean to get to Madagascar. You get to South Africa, and from South Africa, you cross. Or you cross. It, because Madagascar is just an island. You cross and get to Madagascar. Hallelujah. And we are going to send the evangelist. So that when he goes, he's going to preach good tidings. That will bring many, many great joy to many people. Say amen. All right. So we will get there. We just have some few minutes to end. But today, I want to continue our studies from this book. That's why I said Bishop Dag is going to preach to us. This is the Bishop Dag's book, Mega Church. And we have been looking at the importance of we planting the church and building the church. Hallelujah. When bankers meet, they don't talk about church. When traders meet, they don't talk about the church. When people who are in the insurance company, they meet, they never mention church. And therefore, when Christians meet, and we fail to mention church, then we are missing the point. Church is for Christians. We are expected to rise up and talk about the church, the building of the church, the planting of the church. And we spoke about it in three weeks ago, that planting the church is a seed. It is a seed. And what is that seed? In Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18, he said, I will build the church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. Anytime we rise up to build a church, we prevent the gate of hell from surviving and from prevailing against us. We prevent the gate of hell from coming over us. And we saw how when the gate of hell is open, the many evil things that happen. Many of the evil things that are happening is because of the gate of hell have been allowed to flourish. When the gate of hell opened on Job, one day he lost everything. Confusion in marriage, lost his children, lost his home, lost his businesses, lost all his finances. When you allow the gate of hell to prevail and to flourish, a lot of evil happens. And the only thing that stops the gate of hell is not your business. Unfortunately, it is not the bank. Unfortunately, it is not all those social things that people are doing. The only thing that stops the gate of hell is the church. Amen. What is a church? A church is a gathering of people. It's not a building. The building is very important because we need a place to converge and to meet. And that is why our vision and mission for this church is three. So winning. Number two, church planting. Number three, church building. All other things come after. All other things come after. We are into soul winning. And that's why the Global Healing Jesus Service is a very important service we do once a year. It's very important to us because we are into soul winning. The church is into soul winning. No banker wins souls. Bankers don't gather and think about souls in Belopalsi. Bankers don't gather and think about souls in Sonaile. Bankers don't gather and think about souls in uh, uh, um, where? In Grugu. No, they don't think about it. It is only Christians who gather and think about the church. When Christians also gather and they don't think about souls and the church, then we are allowing the gate of hell to flourish. We are allowing the gate of hell to flourish. And so we have looked at so many reasons why we must all rise up and build the church. Not only the pastor must be interested in building the church, but every see, a pastor is just the leader of the church. He's leading the whole church to do something that Jesus wants us to do. In Luke chapter 19, verse 10, the Bible says, The Son of Man came to do one thing, to seek 
and to save that which was lost. And if we are following the Son of Man, and we have not come to seek and to save that which is lost, then we are missing the point. Amen. So today, for a very short time, I want to talk to you from this book. One chapter, a very important chapter in this book, that is called The, um, the Secret of Industrialization. Hallelujah. And I want to tell you about the church, that the church is an industry for souls. The church is an industry for souls. The church must become an industry for souls. Industries produce goods and services for the purposes of a profit. Every industry, there are industries that produce only garments. There are industries that produces only uh, um, shoes. When you go into that industry, all that they do in that industry is production of shoes. They think about how to get leather, synthetic leather, proper leather, natural leather, all types of leather. They think about how to get machines that can produce more shoes for the economy. That's what they think about. And the church is a spiritual industry. The church is a spiritual industry. We are into production. We are into production. Some people don't have never thought about the church as a, an industry. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Jesus saw the church as a business where it, it, is, it is into reproduction or production. The business is into production and not production of anything but souls. We are not into production of money, but we are into production of souls. Say amen. So Bishop says in this book, he said, I like to think about the future of how things are going to be. I have often wondered what our church will be like in a few years. As I pondered over the future of the church, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord told me one way that I will secure the future of the church is the culture of industrialization. The culture of industrialization. God instructed me to industrialize my church. He showed me how our nation at that time, even up to this time, they are still doing it. At that time, was only importing goods from Western countries and reselling them at a profit. Then he said, there is no future in this. Have you noticed that richest countries in this world are all involved in producing something? They are all involved in production of produce, of goods. They produce things. They produce things. When the country is reduced into importing and selling a profit, our, we, we, are, we become dependent upon the people who produce. Unless they produce, we can't get anything to import. And they begin to determine the prices of things. They produce the thing and they tell us the thing is 50 Ghana cities. There is nothing you can do about it. It's 50 Ghana cities. And then you import with import duty. By the time the thing arrives in Ghana, plus your sales, plus your transport and everything, the thing that was produced at a cost of 30 Ghana cities has become 100 Ghana cities here. Because they produce at 30, sell it to you at 15. You also go, import it, transport it, pay the duties, pay handling charges. By the time it gets to your shop, it is 80 cities. And you also sell it at 100 Ghana cities. So something that was produced at 30 Ghana cities is being sold at 100 Ghana. Look at the gap. Look at it. And that is why people who keep on importing things become poorer and poorer. We need to rise up and become manufacturers of things. But I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church as an industry. What many of us have been doing is importing souls from other churches. That's all that we do. As we keep on importing souls from other churches, it does not help the church to become established and built up. You brought five people to church. One is from Pentecost. One is from Assemblies. One is from Muzama, Christo Disco, Christo Church. One is from uh, uh, whatever, Hare Krishna. One is from whatever, Methodist. And then the following Sunday, all of them go to their churches. There is no future in such a church. We need to become a church who have a heart in the reproduction of goods. And our goods in this church is souls. Our currency in this church is souls when it comes to the kingdom. Hallelujah. And that's what we are looking at today. That's what we are looking at today. 
Matthew chapter 13. Let's read verse number 45. Matthew 13 and verse number 45. Today, my preaching is very short because I'm just going to lead us to the whole thing about healing Jesus' service is about souls. And that's why we are, um, our preaching this morning is also pointing to that direction. Matthew 13, verse 45, and then 46, 45 says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man. Somebody say, a merchant man. The kingdom of heaven is full of merchant men. Who is a merchant? A merchant man is a businessman. That's why Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. His father and his mother didn't understand it. That as soon as you become a Christian, you become a merchant man or a merchant woman, a businessman for God. You, you must see yourself as a serious businessman for God. And your dealings in this business is not about money. Yes, we need money. I mean, everything that we are doing in the church, it involves money. That's why today I'm coming to collect money from you. It involves money. How shall they be sent? Somebody must pay for the sending. Even flying from Tamale to Accra has jumped from 540 to almost 800 Ghana cities. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go 540, you go. I mean, if you do return, you get around 600, 700, return. Now, if you do return, it's 1,000 something. God punish the devil. <laughs> Everything that we are doing involves money, it's true. But I want you to know that you are a merchant. You see, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a, man, a merchant man. A merchant man. What is that merchant man doing? He is seeking goodly pearls. Souls in the kingdom are called goodly pearls. Goodly pearls. Goodly pearls. People who are souls in the kingdom are named goodly pearls. And then he said, Who, when he had found only one, somebody say one, one, just one. That is why from January we launched that every church member must bring one soul every month. You must find a goodly pearl once in a month and bring that goodly pearl and allow the goodly pearl to stay. Look at what the man did. When he had found only one of great price, look, a soul is very important. A soul is so expensive. That's what Jesus said. If, if you gather the whole world to win the whole world, and you lose your soul, you have lost. A businessman doesn't trade, a merchant man doesn't trade and lose. And so when the man found only one, being a merchant man, he understands the word profits. Every merchant man understands the word profit. They do business for profits. When a merchant man is selling something to you, it is at a profit. He has calculated his profit before he's given to you. Yes, he has calculated his profit. When this man found only one of a great price, he said, hey, he went and sold all that he had. He's everything. He's not mad. He knows that this one thing is more than all that I have. Many Christians have not come to understand the importance of a soul in your life. A soul that I have been I mean, souls that I've been bringing up have made my life the way it is. After today, I benefit from the souls I've impacted and still continue to impact. Until you, as a Christian, you come to understand that your life is worthless until you are sown into a life of another person. Your life will continue to be worthless. A useful Christian life is a life that is sown into another person. Who have you sold into? He sold everything, came and bought that price. He bought that that spell. Only one. Only one. It shows that whatever the Christian must do to bring just one person to church, the person must do it. That's what the scripture means. Many Christians are 
are not doing enough to bring that one good leap help. We are not doing enough. We are not doing enough. We have not even seen ourselves as merchant men and merchant women who must go out there and look for a goodly pair. He found one and they are all available. They are around. A lot of them are available. You will never know who that person that you are following up today will become tomorrow. You will never know. That is why when you have children, make sure you bring them all up equal. Give everybody equal opportunities. Because sometimes the people you favor are the people who disappoint you. Sometimes the ones you disregard and you don't even pay attention to are the ones who are coming to lift you up one day. And so, so, all my children, I give everybody equal opportunities. Equal opportunities. One day Bishop Dyke said he went to his mother to go and ask him something. His mother took him out and then said, then went to take some papers from the way they took to show. He said, you are not the only child I have. I've been giving everybody this. He showed all the documents. Everybody has equal You can't have more than another person. You are not the only child. I treat everybody equal because you never know who this person will become or who this person will become. Today, I want to understand that you are a merchant man for God. And you are expected to go and look for a goodly pearl. Only one. And that's why we have done in this church. One in a month in, the, in Revelation chapter 12, we learn how that the Bible says there is a river and by it there is a tree. That tree produces 12 manner of fruit. One every man. And we use that scripture to say that we are expected to bring one soul, one fruit, and establish the person in church every man. How many Christians we are not doing it? To do it, you must see yourself as a merchant man. A merchant man, you must go out and look. The man was seeking. He was not sitting in the church adamant. He was not sitting at home lazily. He goes out seeking. And when he finds one of great price, he sells everything. He sells everything and buys it. A merchant man is a businessman, and every businessman understands the importance of producing things. Producing things. Hallelujah. I was reading something. Let me go ahead. He said, um, Bishop Wright here, he said that. Um, have you noticed that the richest nations of this world are all involved in producing important products? Yes, I replied. God showed me that the richest nations of the world produce cars. The best cars come from the richest countries in the world. These cars, these countries are rich because they produce something. They produce something. They are rich because they produce something. This morning, as you have come to church, maybe you may give a reason because of the rain, the soul didn't come, and all that. But from January to now, how many souls have you produced? I'm not talking about importing and exporting of souls. Because many of the souls we import, they export themselves. <laughs> many of the souls you import, they export themselves. I'm talking about production. Think about it too. He said the richest country, the richest Christians, the people who are going to be blessed and rich, and the people who God is going to really favor, the Christians are the ones who produce something. I'm telling you, you must take this message very seriously. I have very limited time, but I'm taking my time to follow, to understand what I'm saying. The richest countries produce something. Therefore, the richest Christians are those who produce souls for God. Yes. If you will be involved in the reproduction or production of souls, if you be involved in production of souls for God, that is when the church becomes rich in souls. Look at all this emphasis. Yes, we know that this is the morning glory service. And visually, people are not able to make it very early to church. So, fair services mostly are small. But it doesn't translate that the church should be so empty. If everybody will see himself or herself as a merchant man and will rise up in the production of souls, the church, the church next by you will not be empty. It won't be empty. Is somebody listening to me here? Then he said, 
He said, the church will be rich in souls if we begin to be spiritually industrialized. Just as the success of the nation of the world depends on their producing something, the success of the church depends on the producing of souls. An industry is an organized system of producing goods and services regularly. So I'm going to give you five characteristics of an industry. And then I'm ending. We are, we are looking at how to make the church an industry. Amen. Hey, are you here? Yeah. How many people have visited an industry before? You have gone to any industry. If you have not been to, you can today, no, I can even take you to one industry where they produce pure water. It's an industry. Production of pure water. There should be a, a machine, a system. You see, an industry has a system where they produce things like that. I mean, there's some behind us here. Some behind us here. No. One day our water was not flowing. When I realized, we have tapped our water into that side. That's why our water was not flowing. Yes. And it has been corrected. So an industry, I'm just giving you five characteristics of an industry. And that is the characteristic our church must take. And you must also become. You are a merchant man. A merchant man is very interested in industry and business for the purposes of profit. So I'm going to give you five. I wrote down five. I gleaned them from the book. It's not so much in the book like the way you see, but I gleaned them from the book and I wrote them here. So I'm going to give you five characteristics of an industry. Number one, if you have pen and paper, write it down. Or you can type it on your phone. Number one, an industry is an organized system. An industry is an organized system. Every industry is very organized. It's an organized, it is a system. And the church must become a system. That is why in this church we have what we call regions. This particular service has three regions. We intentionally did it. We, it is a system we have put in place. And that system must... You see, a system does not depend on any human being. It continues to run whether somebody is there or not. That is what a system is. The church must become a system, an organized system. So we have regions. This particular service has three regions. We have Galilee region. We have Hebron region. We have Nazareth region. All those who stay... And, and we have done demarcation... I sat down with my regional overseers. We did a lot of... I even had to go and print a map. Yes, I want to print a map. I made Mr. Bright to get me a map of Tamale. I got a map of Tamale. We demarcated the place into regions because we wanted to form an organized system. So this particular service had three regions. In the regions, we have what we call centers. Every region has centers. Inside the centers, we have what we call basentes. And inside the basentes, we have members. Our aim is that every basenter will be 10 members. Every basenter will become 10 members. And every center will have 10 basentes. So that every region will have 100 members. That is our aim. You see, it is an organizer. We have done it. Organize it very well. So if you are in the church and you don't belong to a center, you are spoiling the, uh, the system that we have put in place. Everybody in the church must belong to a center. Then number two, the church also has what we call basontes. Basontes are ministries. We have ministries. Everybody. So once you are in the church, the system that we have put in the church is that you must belong to two things. A center. And a basenta. A basenta is the ministries like the choir, dancing stars, film stars, the media, the ashes, which again, communion stars. You must belong to one. There must be one that you are in. So you are in the church on Sundays. You are belong to a basenta, and then outside after the church on Sunday, you belong to a basenta. And things that are done for people in the church are done based on the basenta or the basenta you are in. We have made the church to become an organized system. Don't spoil the organized system. 
Don't spoil it. Everybody must belong to one. Amen. So you have two powerful shepherds following you and a pastor over your head. Everybody has two shepherds and a pastor. One shepherd in your basenta, one shepherd in your basunta, and a pastor over the region who is in charge of you. If you don't have any pastor or a shepherd, then you, you are messing out in the system and you are spoiling our system. Somebody say amen. We are trying to make the church an industry. And an industry is a well-organized system. Number two. An industry produces well-defined products. What did I say? An industry produces well-defined products. Well-defined products. When you go to a pure water industry, they don't produce and then Coca-Cola comes inside. It doesn't happen. No, no, no. As soon as you are producing and then you see one of the sachet waters filled with something orange, then there's a problem. They produce well-defined product. And the church must also produce well-defined product. We are not producing businessmen. We are not producing students. We are producing Christian souls. That's what we are. Our aim is that everybody at the end will become like Jesus, who was a shepherd and a pastor. We are producing a well-defined product. As I've been in the church, I started the church as a normal church member. I've never been to any Bible school. But through the system that I have been in, I have become a pastor. And if you are well in the system, you will definitely become a pastor. You will become a pastor. Yeah, you will become a pastor if you are in the system. So uh, we produce and we, we are conscious about what we are doing. Our aim is not to produce rich men and rich women. In the process of becoming pastors and becoming Christians and becoming like Christ, you will become rich. You, you will definitely become rich. He said, you shall serve and you shall bless. The blessing of the Lord, it makes a man rich. We don't follow riches, but riches follow us. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow you. You don't follow them. They follow you. May they follow you in the name of Jesus. Follow you. So, in a system, in an industry, we produce a well-defined product. When an industry is producing shirts, all the shirts are the same. That's why when they go out like ashes, the Sunday, they were wearing nice, beautiful blue shirts. All the shirts are the same. It is an industry that made it. It's an industry. It passes through the same machine. It passes through a certain kind of hand. There are certain patterns. They cut the shirt. There's a certain design they put on. It is the same well-defined product. If you are here, you're not becoming a shepherd. I'm wondering which industry you are in. <laughs> I'm wondering what you are inside. God, we must we produce a well-defined product. Amen. My time is up. Number three. An industry produces product deliberately and intentionally. An industry. You know, souls will not come to the church by accident. Yes, few times you have some few. That one day, um, 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 is it Toyota or something? They produce cars. They have to recall all the cars back. Why? There was a problem. That problem was not deliberate. It was accidental. And as soon as they, they see an accident, they recall all the cars. Our product that we produce must be intentional. You don't just go about and say, oh, and then it's like, who police and then you found the soul. No, the man went seeking, intentionally went seeking for the souls. We must intentionally go and look for the souls. It is not accidental. An industry does not produce goods accidentally. They produce goods intentionally. Intentionally. They have premeditated the goods. That this week I'm going for two souls. They premeditate. Pray about it. We pray. We fast about it. We, we know where to go and all that. It is not intentional. It is not accidental. It is pre-deliberate action. So, so when Sundays we are not seeing souls... Let's just say we are not doing that thing deliberately. I said, I don't pay sorry, then accidentally you just find yourself and you came here. Then the church is not an industry. I'm talking about our church becoming an industry. As I'm talking about our church becoming an industry, 
an industry produce goods deliberately. Tell somebody deliberately. Intentionally. We intentionally produce you. Intentionally. Intentionally. The messages we preach are intentionally to make you become something. No, we don't just dream and then start speaking. <laughs> it's intentional. Number four. I'm finishing. Number four. Number four. An industry produces goods regularly. Somebody say regularly. Uh-huh. Regularly. On a regular basis. Reg- there are some companies they don't even put off their plants. The machine must keep up. One day I was talking to somebody that said, ah, so why don't you put it off and then in the morning? No, no, no. Putting off a machine and putting on it is very expensive. He said, it is very expensive. So the machine keeps on running and running. Even planes, the more they fly, the healthier the plane become. A plane that doesn't fly, ah, three months, then it flies. It's a very dangerous plane. You don't want to be on such a plane. The more it flies, the healthy the plane becomes. When the church becomes an industry, we produce goods regularly. Regularly. There are companies that produce cars every three minutes. Every three minutes, one car comes. Every three minutes, one car comes. They have targets for the day. That today, as we are going to this industry, this company, by the time we close today, we should have produced 500 cars. There are so many demands of cars in the market that we can't shut down our plant for even one minute. And I'm telling you that hell is demanding so many souls that we can't shut down our industry for even one minute. We can't shut down our industry for even one minute. The day, the any week we shut down this industry, people go to hell. Every week we shut down. The way some of you, for three years, you have shut down your 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 producing plants. Some of you have shut down your producing plant for three years. You have never brought any soul to church. God punish the devil. I'm not saying God punish you. I'm saying the devil. So you have to say amen. It's the devil that's making people do that. And the last one. The last one. My time is up. That's why I'm rushing to. Because this one, it can take me one hour to explain everything. Number one. Number five. An industry is profit oriented. An industry is profit oriented. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? An industry is profit oriented. No merchant man does anything without effort. That's why the man sold everything and bought one. Why do you sell all your cars? You sell your houses and buy this one. Yes, he looked at that one thing. When he gets it, is able to produce all these things that he has sold in just one year. He can get all back. Yes. Look, your profit as a Christian is determined by how many souls you have won for the kingdom. Many people are useless. Bishop, we just launched a book called Am I Good for Nothing? In other words, I am am I someone who does not have any many people in the kingdom have no profits they are useless I'm telling you there are many people the Bible says if the source which is so important cannot give taste to the food then it is good for nothing it must be thrown out and men must step on it the reason why many Christians will be in outer darkness and they will be gnashing their teeth is because heaven finds them useless to admit them. They are too useless to be admitted in heaven. They will be at the outer darkness. It's not hell, but they will be outer. A merchant man and an industry is profit-oriented. If for one month you don't bring souls, learn and know that you have lost a lot you know what it means. Before you realize you have sold the thing forty five. There are sometimes when I'm buying something, I mean these guys, these guys who sell by the roadside. No. I mean my, my, my pastor bishop in Japan always tell them that when, when you get there, sometimes you don't need the thing is not so needful, but you buy something to help them. But the guys, they are trying. 
They are trying. So sometimes you bargain with them, they tell you the master. As soon as you hear a necra, it means that from that point, when he sells it, he's getting a loss. At that point, they will tell you, Master, I didn't see two cities penned that one. I put only two cities on it. When you check the price, he bought the thing, how much transportation and all that. When you subtract all, it's only two cities that is on. Master, what he came, only will be put two cities on. At the end of man, I don't call me I mean, two cities. So you are. You are bargaining now. The person has been in the sun now because of two cities. You are bargaining too much. Hey, 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 look, we should assess ourselves as a church. What is our profit? What shall it profit a man if he gains all the cars in this world and you don't have souls? Is he going to nothing? Is he going to nothing? What does it profit us? We have nice music, nice TV screen. Nice puppets, nice whatever. Some people enter to it. One day somebody came and said, Hey, I didn't know that there is a beautiful edifice in this place. Because the name Bolubas in the crowd, oh, the Papa Bian Shadeni around. So when he came and he saw, and he came to my office and he saw, and he saw the place, he said, Hey! When he hears lighthouse, all he knows is beauty. But he is even nicer than that place. What does it profit if we have all these nice things and we don't have souls? It profits us nothing. The choir prepares, does rehearsals, give people and come to sing or to chess. They come to sing to what? Chess. It profits us nothing. It profits us nothing. Look, we must be profit oriented, profit consciousness that whatever we are doing, at the end of the day, when you enter into eternity and God is judging you, there is a new book we learn called Bima, where you stand at the judgment seat and God is going to judge you for what you did. Whilst he gave you 80 years on this earth. For what you did, as he gave you 90 years on this earth. What did you do? Many people will stand at the judgment seat and they will realize that, hey, yeah. You will stand and you realize the way you got success. All that you did was useless. You never became profitable. He said, cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Cast him out. Let him go out. It's very, very unprofitable. Very, very useless. May we, as a church, become a profitable church. Our profit is not about how many cars we have on a car park. I'm praying for you to have car park. Because we can also have a car park without a car. Then we should call it a it's for cars. The motors are just whatever. It's really for cars, not for motors. For cars. It's called, we have never called it a motor park. It's a car park. May your car be found there. May your car be found there. But you know, that is not what we are aiming at. Our aim is souls. The more you bring the souls, the more profitable you become. We can assess your life and see whether Ijoma is rich or not. It's not about her, uh, what, what do we call it? Gede or whatever. No. It's about how many souls each human has produced. That is her profit. May God make you profitable. May you become profitable to God. And that is where Healing Jesus comes in. Healing Jesus campaign is all about souls. You, you may never, I don't know. One day I sent a message to prophet. We were going for something. So I want to go so we must stay back and build the church. I wanted to follow. But I felt that look, if they are winning so somewhere, I must also go there and win so so that at least I may have credit. He said, No, no, sit back. But what you can do is to send your money so that your money can do the work that you could have done whilst you are there. That's where healing Jesus comes in. With, with your profitability is about how many souls you want. And affected into the kingdom. It's not about your nice dresses. Thank God for your nice dresses. I mean, thank God. I mean, I'm wearing this one. They gave it to me Father's Day. So today I'm coming to wear it. They dash it to me Father's Day. Very beautiful. But it will profit me nothing. If I can't encourage you to bring your soul, it will profit me nothing. No, nice dresses, nice shoes. Nice cars, nice motorbikes, dear. It will become common in your life. I tell you, it will become common, but you must first become profitable. Every industry that aims at profits is very.
eventually become very rich. Very rich. The prophet, eh, it will make you very rich. So when you can impact a life in Rwanda, in Madagascar, even though you are in Tamale, in Golubasi, you should become a very profitable industry. Many companies have closed down. Why? They are not profitable. If we are not making profit, then we must close down. We must close down. If we are not making profit, we must close down. And our profit is not about money. It's about souls. We, and, and, and God did not send us to only Tamale. He sent us into the whole world. So I can be here and win a soul in Madagascar through my money. And that's why today I want to encourage everybody to give an amount. Some of you may not have it today or whatever, but you must, you must pledge to give something. Within the week, give something. Our, the mom, we are going to give Momo line. Write it. Take, take a screenshot of it and send. It is, it is something between you and God. Become profitable. Even here, you are in Tamale, but you are profitable in Madagascar. You are in Tamale, but you are very profitable in Rwanda. You are in Tamale, but somebody in Central African Republic has been touched. Because through your giving, the evangelist was able to go with his team. May God make you profitable. Stand to your feet and clap your hands for the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hands and just pray. Pray and ask God to make you profitable. Oh, what shall it profit a man if I gain the whole world and lose my soul? Pray to God to make you profitable. Pray, 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 pray. Pray to God to make you profitable. Pray to God to make you profitable. That you will not become an unprofitable industry. That the church will not become an unprofitable industry. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. You have just two minutes. Lift up your voice and pray. That through this church, through this teaching this morning, you will become a profitable industry for God. You will become a merchant man. You are seeking goodly pearls. They are far away in Rwanda, but you are seeking them from here. They are far away in Madagascar, but you are seeking them from here. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice. One more minute. Lift up your voice and pray. That you will become a profitable industry. The church will become a profitable industry. Your business will become profitable. Your marriage will become profitable. It will affect, this profit will affect everything about your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. As we seek goodly pearls, the first the kingdom, as we put ourselves first into the kingdom, all other things will be affected. All other things will be affected. Father, we thank you. Lord, we bless you. Father, I pray for everybody here. Amen. May we not become useless. Amen. But rather, may we become an, a useful industry. Amen. Merchant men and women who are so useful. Yes. Lord. Because we are profit oriented in our soul winning. We thank you. Yes. Lord. We thank you. Help them to become rich in souls. Amen. May they become rich in souls. Yes. Lord. May they become rich in souls. Amen. May somebody here become a rich businessman with hundred souls. Amen. A rich basanta leader with twenty souls. Amen. A rich basanta leader with thirty souls. Yes, in the name of Jesus, Amen. from today, may our currency be turned into souls. Amen. May we speak of the number of souls we have affected and impacted. Yes, Lord, through our life. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. in Jesus' name. As every head bow, every eye close. No communion, people don't go. Just be here. As every eye close, every head bow. You are here this morning. You are not born again. Somebody invited you, but you are not born again. You know that you are not born again. You are that particular soul that we are even looking for. You are that goodly pearl that the merchant man is looking for. Somebody brought you this morning. You are not born again. He said, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Because know that there is heaven and hell. If you should die right now, and you are not born again, you are going straight to hell. But lift up your hands right now if you want to give your life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life. Anybody? Anybody? Father, we thank you. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. It's time when the prophet be seated, please. Their communion starts. Please come forward with your communion. All right. Let's come forward here with your communion. Just stand, 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 stand. We'll pray before you start sharing. All right. Beautiful. All right. Communion is an interaction with the body and the blood of Jesus. Something will happen to you as you interact with the blood and the body of Jesus. Shall we pray?
Father, we thank you for this communion element. Thank you for every bread and every cup of wine. As your people partake of this communion, let the power that was in Jesus Christ translate into our life this morning. In the name of Jesus, as we have encounter with your body and the blood, May we have an encounter with salvation, encounter with healing, encounter with you, O oh Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let nobody remain the same through this communion. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Beautiful. Communion starts. Just go around. Please take your communion. All right. As we get ready to have... Do you have time with the prophets? You have it? Okay. As we get time to... Ready to have time with the prophets. All right. Amen. Always be ready to shout amen to the prophecies that come because something is going to be declared upon your life. It's going to destroy every power of the enemy through this communion in the name of Jesus. If you have your communion, please stand to your feet. Time with the prophets. Seated in the presence of the Lord, take your holy communion and let us receive the blessing. Say, speak unto Aaron and say, On this wise or in this way you shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Amen. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them in Jesus' name. Take your holy communion. Father, we present the body of Christ right now. Forgive us for our sins. And now, let healing, those online as well, receive healing and deliverance from pain, from skin rashes, from eye conditions, from breathing problems, from asthmatic conditions, from cancers from every disease that is wicked in its diagnosis and its prediction in the name of jesus christ of nazareth receive healing i pray for you for healing and i pray for all of us as we lift up the holy bread let there be healing from every condition and every problem the body of jesus christ Now, the blood, lift the wine, or whatever drink you have. May the blood, how many realize that a mistake can affect you? Today we have spoken about 10 things. May the blood wash away your tongue from every fault finding and grumbling and every trend and wind you have followed and every wicked thought that has been in your head. May you be cleansed and those online may you also be cleansed Amen. by the blood yes. of the lamb Amen. the blood of jesus christ, of jesus christ. Amen. now lift your hands for your blessing just as god said to aaron on this wise you shall bless everyone lift your holy hands yes lord the Lord bless thee. Amen. And the Lord keep thee. Amen. Receive the blessings I of the Lord upon it. your life. You are now favored. Yes. You are now covered with a blessing. And as the word of God said, destroy it mm. not, for there is a blessing in it. I declare you cannot be destroyed. Amen. The Lord keep thee. You are saved from every unfortunate accident. Every mishap 
every freak, every strange freak accident or unfortunate occurrence, as you lift your hands, may He protect you. Amen. And guard you. Amen. And keep you. Amen. And those online, may you be kept by the power of the Lord in the name of Jesus. The Lord make his face shine upon thee. Amen. And be gracious unto gracious thee. Gracious unto me. Receive good news this I week. receive it. Receive a smile from God. I receive it. And if God smiles at you, who can say I will not smile ah. at you? May the Lord smile on you. Amen. May the Lord make his face shine on Amen. you. Amen. And be gracious unto you. May all your sins be overlooked. Rabba, rabba, rabba. And your sins be forgiven. Yes. And forgotten. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give you peace. May the Lord lift up his face and change his facial expression Mm. towards you. Mm. That is the meaning of the Lord lift up his countenance. May the Lord lift up. May the Lord become happy concerning your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Whatever makes you cry, makes you sad. Mm. May the Lord take it away. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Whatever makes you fear, mm. may the Lord take it away. Take it away, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Whatever will make people say sorry, 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 sorry ah. to you, ah. may the Lord take it away. Amen. And cover you with his glory. Amen. And his remembrance. Amen. Anyone who sees you will remember the Lord. That the Lord has been good to you. And the Lord has turned your captivity. Amen. And the Lord has done great things in your life. I declare this blessing. We receive it. And I say the prophecy you believe is the prophecy you receive. In the name of Jesus Christ of 